Good afternoon and welcome to the Monday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on the September USDA WASDE report. Also, Glenda Lee Allen Vossler will update us on the Canadian Grain Commission Harvest Sample Program. And out first in today's country comment, we'll be joined by Justine Cornelson with Brett Young to talk about the canola harvest. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon, you're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Joining us today is Justine Cornelson with Brett Young to give us an update on the canola harvest. There's been a few acres come off, which is promising. Um, You know, bulk of that crop is still not quite mature yet. Um, We've got a lot of it going down in swaths just due to to variance in in crop maturity um, seen from the spring. Um, but, you know, like I said, forecast has been promising and there hasn't been a frost yet. Um, so hopefully that can last a few more weeks without one of those. Um, but, yes, things are coming off. Um, there was a few acres, I know, in the in the south um, east corner that were taken off by straight cutting. Um, but we are seeing a lot of that stuff that's been down in a swath for the last few weeks starting to come off. So it is, it's moving in the right direction and we've got the forecast to get the job done. And what have you been hearing for some early uh, yield numbers? You know what, great for the, the crops that got established. Um, you know, like I said, variants, of course, you know, stuff down kind of at that 30 range and then well up over 50, um, up into the 60 range. So there are some really decent yields coming off so far. Um, and I imagine some of these crops that are going to come off maybe this week or into next week are, are going to be fairly, fairly good yielding as well. Um, right there, one of those, or a little bit later maturing, um, but they were just, like I said, a lot of our stuff got, didn't get seeded until June. So this is kind of on time and, um, said the forecast and has been good. You know, we haven't had lots of big wind storms, anything like that. So. And, uh, quality has been good as well or. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, um, with, with crop variability like this, you would expect a lot of green seed. Um, but without, you said we haven't had that frost and, and we want to keep it that way. We haven't locked it in. So we're allowing those crops to mature um, and, and make sure that they are fully, um, fully developed. Do you expect to see more swathing here going forward or uh, do you think, um, you know, straight cutting will be the option? You know, at, at, at this time, you know, acres that haven't been cut yet are, are likely being left to straight cut. Um, that being said, I, I know the swathers still have been going the last little while here. Um, you know, I think a lot more acres just kind of, you know, through my travels throughout the province have been swathed where they typically would be left to straight cut. Um, and, and this is just, I think everyone's kind of feeling the crunch of a, a later harvest. Um, and, and so that's why we're seeing some of those acres be swathed and, and instead of being left standing. Have we seen some desiccation here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um you know, we've got different uh, different products available for desiccation. Um, you know, it, it depends on what your end goal is, but we are seeing some of those products go down, mainly to help balance out maturity, crop maturity. Um, but some of the times that's just, you know, a grower's normal practice is to go in and desiccate. Um, they do want to dry down some of those those greener stems. Um, we do see some or hybrids uh, maintain quite a green stalk or stem in, into the fall, um, and, and that makes it a little bit challenging going through the combine. So um, that, that, those applications have been going, um, you know, depending on what you're using. Sometimes it takes a few days for that dry down. Sometimes it takes a few weeks and, and really depends on the environment and the product that's being used. What about insects? Any issues there? You know what? We um, 
continue to see uh, flea beetles here in the fall. Uh, we're starting to see some grasshopper feeding, but you know they're there and they're mentioned. Um, there was like some pockets of ligus up in the northwest um, that did need some spraying, but for the most part, uh, the insects. Um, haven't been too, too bad. Um, we are seeing a lot of that disease now start to move in. Um, you know, late season sclerotinia, so stuff that might have missed being captured by, by that fungicide application, that flowering, um, is starting to show through. And, and we are starting to see actually pockets of verticillium stripe and, and black leg throughout the province as well. What's uh, the situation been like for clubroot this year? You know, it, it should be a good year for that particular pathogen and in disease to move and spread just based on, on, on the moisture um, and all the early season uh, precipitation so, and floodwaters. Um, but, you know, I, I, I haven't heard any early reports yet of what the province has been finding. Um, the canola disease survey is happening right now, so we'll have those results within the next couple of weeks to have a better idea of what's being found. Um, I really do encourage growers if, if they've got um, suspect patches or areas to get them soil sampled, um, please pull up plants, and especially areas where maybe it's not as high yielding or a low area within the field. Um, pull up plants, assess the roots. Um, you know, this is something that we, we want to know about. Um, so then you can, you know, prepare for, for future years and then make sure that you are growing a clubbert resistant uh, variety or extending out that crop rotation. So um, you got to know what you're working with. So I do encourage growers, this is the perfect timing for all diseases to take a look, pull up some plants and assess what's going on. Any other advice here, you know, as we head into another week or... You know, it looks like we do have some rain in the forecast. Um, that'll be, you know, nice, nice for some of those crops to finish off and maybe not make them so tough. Um, but, you know, take your time. You know, we're obviously all watching the forecast and then keeping an eye on those frost dates. But um, because we've had a nice open fall, um, make sure you're out there and, and checking for harvest losses and ensuring that you're getting it all in the bin in the end. Um, this is the time to, we've got changing conditions and scenarios. So getting in there, checking each day and, and adjusting accordingly to make sure that you are capturing all of that seed. That was Justine Cornelson with Brett Young talking about this year's canola harvest. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. The cattle markets are starting to pick up as we start to head into the fall run. And Wasco, a cattle market analyst with Gateway Livestock, says prices are showing $40 to $60 per hundredweight higher than last year, both on yearlings and calves, which is a good sign going into the run. I think a couple of things right off the bat. We are seeing Barley prices in southern Alberta, you know, kind of 15% lower at the same time last year. And uh, that'll be something we, we watch through the rest of the run. Remember last year we saw a record amount of corn imported uh, into western Canada from the U.S. And so this is looking like a, a considerably different scenario in terms of uh, at least there's feed in parts of western Canada. And that's going to be important. The other point is um, feeder cattle supply looks really tight. And the School of Agriculture at the University of Manitoba has named Sue Clayton as its new director. She comes to the U of M from her previous position as the Executive Director of Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba, a role she held for the past seven years. I'm really excited to to take over the, the position of the Director of School of Agriculture at the faculty. I used to work at the Faculty of Agricultural and Food Sciences eight years ago before I, I moved to agriculture in the classroom. And so I have some knowledge of the diploma program and the workings of the faculty and it was always a position that I looked at and, and uh, I thought Michelle Rogalski did a fabulous job but 
when I was the, working at the university and watching Michelle, I often thought, I think that's a job I would really like to have one day. The School of Agriculture coordinates the two-year agriculture diploma program and offers a variety of certificate, non-credit, and professional development programs for the agri-food industry. Clayton starts her new job October 17th. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Monday, September 12th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, Glendalee Allen Vossler will have an update on the Canadian Grain Commission Harvest Sample Program. Farmers that signed up for the Canadian Grain Commission's Harvest Sample Program should have received their harvest kit in the mail. Glendalee Allen Vossler caught up with Carrie Pleskash, the CGC's Program Manager of Analytic Services, at the Grain Research Lab to talk more about the program and its importance. Carrie, of course, what we wanted to focus in on Harvest activities well underway across the prairies. Let's talk a little bit about the Harvest Sample Program. Fill us in, if you will, as far as how it works, its purpose, etc. Yeah, so the Harvest Sample Program actually has been running for 95 years. This year is the 95th year, so it started in um, 1927. Um, So how it works is producers sign up either by um, calling us at a trade show, emailing us, or they can do it online um, by themselves by going to the Canadian Grain Commission website. And they sign up for what commodities they're growing that year, and then we get a package all together um, for that producer, and it includes different envelopes for each commodity they're growing. And then it gets sent out to the producer, so we already sent out all of the packages for this year, but of course producers can sign up at any time throughout the year. Um, and we will send them a package. And then um, once they're done harvesting, they can fill up their envelope and send it back to us at no cost to them. Um, once we get it into the building, we um, our grain inspectors analyze or um, inspect it for grade and any degrading factors. Um, and we do run different analysis on it depending on the commodity that's sent in. And then the producer will get a report at the end. So they'll get an unofficial grade. They'll get a protein value and, you know, other testing depending on the commodity they send in. So such as if they send in canola, they'll get oil and chlorophyll as well. Um, If they send in any wheat sample, they're going to get a falling number, DOM and protein value. Um, So it's, yeah, beneficial to the producer to send in that, to have that information in their back pocket for when they go and uh, market their grain. It also helps um, the Canadian Grain Commission assess the quality of the harvest for each year, and it could identify any potential problems um, that, you know, our customers may have. It helps us to market Canadian grain. And as well as we evaluate the grain um, grading tolerances each year with um, different at, at different aspects and we do a bunch of research on you know grain safety and and use quality as well with the samples now you mentioned that you sent the packages out already how many actually went out this year um we sent out um to eastern canada we sent out around 420 um, packages to producers out east and out west um, just over 5,600, and that number is slowly climbing as people, as new producers sign up. 
And again, producers can sign up at any time throughout the year just by going to the website then. Correct. Yep. If they go on the Canadian Grain Commission website, there's a button for Harvest Sample Program. They click on that and uh, they can sign up um, at any time. Or if they're not comfortable with the internet, they can feel free to call us or um, send us an email. Now, of course, as we we said, harvest activities, of course, in in full swing. Do you have any idea, any early indications as as far as grade and and quality this year? Um, that is a good question. So, Eastern has um, Eastern samples, I should say, have just been um, starting to roll in. As you may know, harvest is a couple weeks behind. So, the samples we received. Um, We've received under a thousand samples so far under um, across Canada, and that's less than half of what we received last year at this time. So, um, for Western wheat, you know, um, or Eastern wheat, I should say, sixty-seven percent has graded one. Um, so that's good to see. Um, Western samples, we haven't received a whole lot to make a, a good judgment. <laughs> um, but CWRS, I guess, um, 89% so far has been graded one, but that's based on only 92 samples that we've received so far. And again, we're right in the throes of harvest, so that will come in over over the next few weeks. Um, I know that in Saskatchewan in particular, we're hearing uh, a lot of concern and, and seeing a lot of issues with, with grasshoppers uh, in the southeast corner where we saw more moisture and um, early uh, rains, problems with ergot and, and fusarium. We haven't got enough samples in to, to say, yes, that's an issue. Um, it's something we'll be monitoring as we move forward. And the key, of course, for producers is making sure that if they are seeing problems, especially with grasshoppers, that they're taking the time to to clean those samples out because it does impact as as far as being able to to take it to terminal. Yeah, I I reached out to one of our um, inspectors to ask questions about grasshoppers actually, um, and there is a point. 0.02% tolerance for insect parts. So if it's if it's more than that, then yeah, producers will have to clean their samples before taking it in. Overall, final thoughts, key comments you would like to leave with people today? Um, please continue to sign up. We appreciate your um, receiving your samples and we're prepared and ready to analyze them. I've been talking with Carrie Plaskash, the Canadian Grain Commission's Program Manager for Analytic Services at the Grain Research Lab. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glenda Lee Allen Vossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.
Time now for a look at the farm calendar. The Canadian Wildlife Federation will be hosting a webinar titled Wild Cultivation, Traditional Plant Management Systems of Northwestern North America. That'll take place September 27th, starting at 7 p.m., you can register on the Canadian Wildlife Federation website. And looking ahead, the Manitoba Forage and Grassland Association is hosting its fifth annual Regenerative Agriculture Conference November 14th and 15th in Brandon. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Monday afternoon, the USDA released its September WASDE report today. I got the details from Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource Company in Chicago. Well, Corey, the uh, WASDE report was bullish. Uh, the USDA surprisingly cut uh, acreage both in corn and soybeans. 900,000 acres was the cut in the harvested acreage of, of uh, uh, corn, and uh, it was uh, 600,000 acres in soybeans, so both bigger than expected. Then we came up with lower yields. The U.S. Uh, yield on soybeans, 50.5 bushels an acre. That's down from last month's 51.9. And on corn, 172.5, down from last month's 175.4. So August weather was not kind to U.S. farmers caused corn and soybean yields to decline. Also, sorghum yields left, left us with less supply. We're looking at 200 million bushels as the end stocks of soybeans with an average cash price of $14.35 on farm. In the case of corn, we're left with end stocks of 1.219 with an average cash price of six seventy-five. dollars No changes uh, really on wheat. The wheat uh, end stocks were left alone. Uh, now, of course, ahead of us will be the stocks and final small grains report on the 30th of September. But the numbers on soybeans and corn is causing a fairly sharp rally in Chicago here today. And Dan, uh, talk a little bit more about uh, harvest progress. You know, how have things been going? We are only in early days. We are cutting down in the Gulf Coast, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama. Yields are down. Quality is a concern. We expect to move northward into the southern Midwest by the latter part of this week. So harvest is going to be no further than, let's say, 3 to 4% on corn. A few percentage points on beans. We're just starting now to gather crops. That was Dan Bossy, president of Ag Resource Company in Chicago. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. The USDA released its September WASDE report today. Dan Bossy is with Ag Resource Company in Chicago. The uh, WASDE report was bullish. Uh, the USDA surprisingly cut uh, acreage both in corn and soybeans. 900,000 acres was the cut in the harvested acreage of corn, and uh, it was uh, 600,000 acres in soybeans, so both bigger than expected. Then we came up with lower yields. The U.S. Uh, yield on soybeans, 50.5 bushels an acre. That's down from last month's 51.9. And on corn, 172.5, down from last month's 175.4. So August weather was not kind to U.S. farmers, caused corn and soybean yields to decline, also sorghum yields. Less, left us with less supply. Bossy says the corn harvest in the U.S. is just getting underway. Sue Clayton is moving on from her role as Executive Director at Agriculture in the Classroom Manitoba to become the new Director of the School of Agriculture at the University of Manitoba. She talked about how her previous experience will benefit her going forward. Right now I'm working in that kindergarten to grade 12 sector for agriculture education. And so now it's going to be moving towards the post-secondary. You know, it's so interesting the work that agriculture in the classroom is doing right now with the careers sector, with 
really exploding the careers program, the University of Manitoba was already on my list of people to reach out to from an agriculture in the classroom perspective, you know, to, to connect with, to talk about how we can partner together to make more students, Manitoba students, aware of the tremendous careers in the ag sector and the value of having a um, post-secondary education. The School of Agriculture coordinates the two-year agriculture diploma program and offers a variety of certificate, non-credit, and professional development programs for the agri-food industry. Clayton starts her new job October 17th. And the cattle markets have turned the corner and are getting better. Anne Wasco is a cattle market analyst with Gateway Livestock. She says supplies are tightening, cattle feeders are getting more current, and cattle on feed numbers are down. Cattle prices are coming up. The fed cattle market's kind of leading the way, um, averaging up over 180 last week. And that's the first time we've seen uh, that kind of an average price in, in Western Canada for fat cattle since 2015. And, and therefore, then now feeder cattle and calf prices uh, also following suit, too. She notes the slaughter cow market has been super strong this year, well above last year, with the average almost $40 per hundredweight higher than last year. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll get an update on the province's potato harvest. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here tomorrow starting at 12 noon.